Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake, and I play the drums. And we are More of That. Hello and welcome to Discographology, the show where we will soon continue our quest to determine exactly what is soul. That quest will officially kick off next week with the first album by our next subjects. But first up, this week we have a pregame episode for you on our favorite music of the year. Before we dive into that, though, we like to go around the horn and discuss what we've picked up since the last episode and what we've been listening to. Matt, could you lead us off? What's been in your ears since the last pregame? Uh, well, um, ha- haven't had a chance to make it to the record store, but uh, did uh, have a chance to uh, get a taste of, this is kind of a, a new music uh, tie-in uh, tie here, the, the new Amy Mann record, Queens of mm. the Summer Hotel. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've uh, seen the album art. Um, when I first saw the art, I thought it was somebody kind of making a spoof of of an uh a movie poster it's it's very uh it's very kind of mid-century uh new york feel to it i i i think yeah but uh you know uh in, enjoyed it um i think gimme 15 was uh was my my favorite track um you know very as i said kind of mid-century brill building you know it's it's not not a rocker uh not really what i expected from amy man but it's it's cool it it's it's in the same vein that you might listen to a song like when I'm 64 or uh, or, or something like that, you know, kind of nostalgia pastiche uh, pieces. But uh, yeah, that, that and um, a, a lot of uh, a lot of our, our upcoming uh, su- subject as well has been what I've been listening to walking mm. around. Yes, I was going to say, don't reveal it yet. We'll reveal it at the end. Uh, yeah. that, that Amy Mann. uh isn't it like she wrote those songs for a play of Girl Interrupted? I thought that was my understanding. Is like there was going to be a musical version of Girl Interrupted or something really? that she wrote for, and then it got canceled, and so that became the album. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't heard heard that. I mean, that that makes sense though, given kind of the uh, the content. Um, you know, it's a lot of there's some songs about, um, you know, sanity and, and also, you know, relationships with doctors and, uh, psychiatrist psychiatrists as well. So yeah, that, that's interesting to know. I, I hadn't heard that, but, but knowing that it, it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Her last album was titled mental illness. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> on a, on a theme here. I, I I've listened through to that like once I need to, to listen to that more. I don't know why I haven't. I'm a huge Amy Manhead. Um, when I saw her, she played with Ted Leo and Mm. he came out and did a, a kind of duet type song with her that they said was from a musical that never happened. It, I don't believe it was girl interrupted. It was something that they were going to come up with and just ended up with. Well, and they, they had that act as the both. That was their group for a little bit. The both. I I recommend, I want to recommend the both album right now. I don't know if they ever did a (laughs) second one. It was just a one-off maybe, but it, it slapped. I thought. Nice. Uh, um, almost forgot about that. Yeah. I, man, Amy, man, I used to be really into her. And I don't want to say I'm not now, but 
she's definitely one of those artists that I kind of have lost track of. Like when something new comes out, I'm like, oh, okay. But then I, I don't really get around to listening to it. So maybe I should. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm fully past my Amy Mann phase. It feels like I am, but. I think her last several have been very good. We're, worth checking yeah. out. She stays. Oh, she's, I mean, she's insanely talented songwriter. Yeah. So. Good. I, sure. Yeah. I only know about her stuff. from uh, uh, Tim and Eric, so. Oh, okay. She is. Oh, I, I, mean, I don't know about this. She's friendly. She's friendly with Tim Heidecker. She appeared on a Tim Heidecker album as well. Yeah, nice. Uh, what have you been listening to, Blake? <laughs> well, other than um, Tim Heidecker, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, every once in a while, I'll, I'll pull up some Tim Heidecker. Um, he has like six albums. Um, I wanted to point out that recently I discovered. Out of the blue, I think from like a YouTube music suggested listen, I discovered a uh, song by an artist called Carl Carlton, not hmm. a joke, um, from maybe like uh, 1981. The song is called She's a Bad Mamma Jamma, and then parenthetical, <laughs> she's built, she's stacked, and I'm not joking around, this is maybe one of the best songs I've ever heard. <laughs> One of the, maybe the best synth bass line I've ever heard. Listen to this funky ass jam as soon as you possibly can. Oh, I um, thought you were about to play a drop for us. I thought you were going to drop oh, some Mama like, oh. Jamma, Mamma Jamma on us. Hang, <laughs> Whatever. Okay, listen to this fucking bass line, bro. It almost sounds like that Nile Rodgers kind of bass, you know, from uh, La Chic. Or is it Chic? La Chic? What is it? I I think it's just a lot of that going around. Yeah. That's Um, dope, though. But yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely sick. The the album is is good, too. But it's mostly that song. Um, Okay. Other than Carl, we've put on some some vinyl here in the household lately. We spun our Sufjan Stevens recently purchased Illinois album. Um, mm. it was a double, double LP. That's a long album, but man, it, to me, it still holds up Uh hell of an album. Uh, we spun, uh, Jessica found the, uh, the first Dua Lipa album at, uh, I believe it was at stick it in your ear mm. self-titled. It's pretty good. Um, it's not as amazing as her second album was, but, uh, pretty danceable uh we put on outcast at aliens from uh vinyl me please that sounded dope um we spun my bloody valentine uh loveless recently we had uh we had put on we got the the two recent uh all analog new uh new editions uh we'd played isn't anything a while back and recently we put on loveless that sounded fucking awesome what a great interesting weird album of course, we still are dancing around the house to Kesha. In, be- in between dancing around the house to John Wayne Gacy Jr. by Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> yeah. We, the mood, yeah. John Wayne is like a, a weeknight mood. Nothing and, for and, the holidays like that song, you yeah. know? Is is Bird, Great God a, Bird on that also? No. Lord God Bird was a rarity. It never got put uh, on anything. Uh, uh, I don't even know if I know that one. Yeah. 
Uh, but it has a, many bangers on it, including John Wayne Gacy. Blake's sitting around sipping eggnog while he's listening to like, he, he killed 3,000 children or whatever uh, the lyrics are to that one. That's pretty much. I was, I was sipping, um, I was sipping alcohol and I think I was playing Quake. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, just slaughtering monsters. I want to mention, I got a vinyl Christmas present for my wife. Um, and this is I, this is probably coming out after Christmas. I'm not going to say what it is yet, but I'll say because she can probably hear me from the other room. It is a kick-ass vinyl, a, kick, <laughs> a kick-ass rarity that I got her. Um, it's very relevant to this podcast's interests, I think, and uh, maybe I'll reveal it on on a later episode. But I'm 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 proud of myself for for finding that one. It's pretty excited. It's mysterious, but yeah. Nice. Very cool. I uh, So I pulled one out of the uh, collection that I've had since I started picking up vinyl, and that is Emerson Lake and Palmer's Brain Salad Surgery from 1973. Ah, uh, going classic. Yeah, I, I don't even, I don't think I'm even going to comment, because if you haven't heard that, I don't want to, like, color your, just listen to it. If you want something crazy and out there and just all over the place and kind of classic and art by... H.R. Geiger. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that one. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, I was gifted a, a small handful of records that were picked up for uber cheap at the at some estate sale. And one included an album that kind of struck my uh, attention, uh, Hawaiian Moonbeams. I guess I was thinking about that Kraftwerk uh, pine- <laughs> pineapple. The one Josh hated. Yeah, the one Josh hated. <laughs> pineapple Express. Yeah. <laughs> pineapple Express. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but it's weird. I tried to look it up, and I found it on Discogs, but there's no artist credit on the album, so the artist is unknown, and there's no year that says like what year it was released. So I'm guessing sixties, but I listened to that and that was pretty, pretty cool. Relaxing. As I texted you guys, I, I think around Josh's birthday, I, I pulled out of my collection, the, one of the only Beatles albums that I have, and that's rubber soul. What is that? 1965. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. I think think that's right. right. I had heard it. My friend Bo's car, like, back when we lived at Lake of the Ozarks and uh, I remember loving it, but this time going back and listening to it, I don't, I don't think I felt as drawn to it as much, but it was still a good listen. And I enjoyed that. And then I showed you guys that, uh, that <laughs> F word, uh, Beatles <laughs> That's album bootleg. That I didn't I have. know of that. <laughs> the, the world of Beatles, uh, bootlegs is, is just crazy. Like, there's so many weird. I see them at Stick It every once in a while. Just bizarre Beatles bootleg. How about, how about the album where they're chopping up babies? That's not yeah. even a bootleg. That's real. <laughs> yep. So then I think last time we got talking, or one of the times we were talking about Corn's Life is Peachy, and that got me on all that. So that was 1997. Now, this album was pretty seminal in my life because I was 13 in 97, and this was probably. One of the things that messed me up pretty good, <laughs> I listened on t- <laughs> tape over and over, only on headphones, and while it was a pretty raunchy album, it was unlike 
anything I'd ever heard. Uh, the single No Place to Hide drew me in when I heard it on a late night radio station, Channel Z for you, inside Springfield Ooh. people. That's not something for everyone. I get it. But it turned my world upside down, and I've, I've always kind of looked at it as a classic. Um, okay, so the next one I'm really excited to tell you guys about, because I think all three of you, I think this would really hit the nail on the head uh, for you guys. Ooh. It's I ended up just going with it, with this pick for uh, Vinyl Me Please, but it's The Meters Rejuvenation Ooh, from 1979, yeah, yeah. and it's funk, and I... Didn't know anything about it, so I was just like, yeah, I'll check it out. And man, I'm glad that I did because it's amazing. Uh, it's super tight, very enjoyable. It's high quality. My ears were just blown away. Uh, it's New Orleans uh, group. In 1976, Rolling Stone said they were America's finest performing band. Uh, but it came on yellow vinyl. I highly recommend to all three of you guys and anyone listening. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's great. And then the final thing, I think I'd, I'd mentioned picking up that Casket Lottery album from 2012, Real yep. Fear. Holy cow. Again, this is happening quite a bit for this episode, but this one blew me away too. I think all three of you guys would really dig it. It, it rocks so hard, and it's crazy that this band wasn't bigger, um, or I wish they had come back to Springfield more or <laughs> it, it was a big deal when they came i remember that like yeah that was one of the first it was a big like, show yeah big show, yeah and I, I might still have that poster i highly recommend looking them up on streaming i know it's on streaming services uh but real fear from 2012 but that's all i got nice yeah that nice. me that meters uh i guess I'll, I'll just start off by saying i swapped the meters logan <laughs> Oh, I, no. It was it was because I'm on the essentials track, so that was the one I was supposed to get, and, and I I definitely I probably made I don't know if I made a mistake I don't know I swapped it for uh I got spiritualized uh, actually came in today uh, the spiritualized album ladies and gentlemen we are floating in space which was their 1997 album uh, and uh, I I don't know a ton about I mean I I know the one song ladies and gentlemen floating in space pretty well but I, I still need to, to listen to it a little bit more. So I don't know. Maybe I made a mistake switching out with the meters. I know that meters album is one a ton of people were saying was awesome on all the like uh, vinyl. We please subreddits and stuff. And so it seems like it's one that it probably will go quick and then won't be repressed for a long time. Uh, it was a blind buy, by the way, I guess. Nice. Hey, blind buys. I remember that. Uh, in addition to the spiritualized uh, on vinyl, I also, uh, at a flea market, happened to find a copy finally, uh, and and what drew me to it was it was in shrink of uh, Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska. Which, there you go. Uh, that there was a track from that on Matt's Halloween mix, uh, I believe last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, I, you know I've I I don't know Nebraska super well other than Atlantic City that song, but uh, I'm glad I picked it up. I've been looking for one, but kind of waiting to pull the trigger till I found a nice copy, and that was a pretty nice copy. So. Got that at the flea market. Um, also out at the thrift shops, found a couple of CDs. I got a Green Day International Super Hits. They're kind of best of from back in the day, which I realized after I got that I have like almost every Green Day <laughs> album. And so I was like, why do I have this? <laughs> like, I just realized that all the songs on it, I think I have on other CDs, <laughs> but okay. And then uh, past discography topic, I found Pure Moods. Uh, yeah, oh, yes, 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 yes. He sent that to the chat. 
I was yeah. excited to find because I've been looking for one and put it on and I reminisced about everything about it. That's 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 great and fun. Did that ever exist on a vinyl disc? I don't I'm almost certain so. they I well, think like I read about a version. a bootleg, yeah. I don't official though. Um did, then uh on vinyl in addition to to Nebraska I I went to the shop and picked up a, a speaking of Beatles Beatles rarities which rarities was a, a comp put out in the 80s that put together what was at the time kind of the rarest US released stuff like you know my name look up the number and some of those songs uh which later would be put on past masters uh but it's a it's a cool buy. It's it's like a, a relic of a bygone era when there were rare Beatles songs that people <laughs> didn't know. Uh, and and also I I love some of the songs on there. Like the the version of Across the Universe is my favorite version of that. It's the the Wildlife Fund one that is a different speed than the one that's on Let It Be. And it doesn't. Have is it some the of one the that's on Let It Be Naked? Where they? No, it's the one on Past Masters. It's a different cut of it. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. I think that the speed is different. They might have made it faster, and so his voice is slightly different. Uh, it's the one I grew up listening to, and the one I really enjoy. Uh, and then finally, our our power went out the other day and was out for a good twelve hours due to some storms. And during that time, we just decided to go for a drive. And in that drive, I went to Barnes and Noble and just kind of looked around there and happened to find the uh, first Fleet Foxes album on vinyl for a pretty good price there. And I, I have that on CD, but I was like, you know what? This is an album I deserve on vinyl. And it, it's a, I love that album, the first Fleet Foxes album, just the self-titled one. And uh, so I was happy to pick that up for sure. So yeah, uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, all right. Well, guys, it's the end of 2021. We've made it. Oh boy. Yeah. And uh, that, <laughs> and that means it's time for us to do something that I hold dear: make list. <laughs> uh, specifically, uh, our favorite music of this year gone by. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm interested to see Matt. I'm going to have you lead us off. I'm interested to see what you pick because I, 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 I don't know. Well, I'll let you say, Matt. Or had you listened to some le- music this year that came out this year, or what? What do you what would when you look back on the year? What do you think of when it comes to music? Well, um, I, I've got a handful of things here. I, I I've certainly probably not listened to as much new music as 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 you guys have, but but there has been uh, both new music from this year and also a couple of new to me and notable music from the last you know eighteen months or so. Starting with, uh, I just have to, again, uh, give a shout out to Brutus Cemetery, uh, of all of the Halloween tracks that, that is the one that is, that has stayed in my head. I believe that was from 2018. So, um, you know, uh, been kicking around for a little bit, but, uh, but I just discovered, uh, that, that song through, uh, Logan's mix, uh, this year and, and have really been enjoying that. Um, I already mentioned, uh, the Amy Mann Queens of the Summer Hotel, um, I, I was interested to hear it. I don't know that it, that I would say it's my favorite uh, uh, of the year, but um, uh, but but I, I was I was glad that that she's you know still out there uh, making records. Another not quite new to 2021, but new to me was uh, and and kind of a sad story. I, I didn't uh, had only kind of 
heard a few times about Sophie, who uh, who who died earlier this year. Um, you know, tragically, uh, f- like fell off a balcony or something. But uh, Scott Scottish uh, pop singer Sophie, uh, her song "Pony Boy," uh, I remember hearing earlier this year. Year and it, it's wild. It, it's you know, it, it's it, it's quite a tune, but but I dig it. And you know, it's it's such a shame that that, that we won't. Uh, get to hear, uh, what else she, she would make. Um, Modest Mouse, of course, had a new record out. Uh, so I I was, I was chowing down on that. Um, and then kind of my, my couple of standouts, um, Neil Young's Barn. Um, I, I, yeah, I checked that out recently too. I, I got to spin at least once and, and folks, if you're a Neil Young fan, Neil is, uh, at least, at least old Neil is back in the sense that, that, that he is old. Um, and also his sounds are, are classic. Um, he, he's a little wordy, I think, which I, I, I feel like is kind of more of just a, uh, a general older Neil Young, um, artifact. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of lyrics that he, that he's, uh, trying to fit in these days. He's very political, but you know, that's, that's one of Neil Young's, uh, excellent gears that, that he can do. Uh, they might be lost. Uh, what was the track that, that I really enjoyed off of barn, and then finally, um, Josh uh, turned me on to Silk Sonic, uh, the, <laughs> the Bruno Mars and uh, oh, Anderson Pock. Thank you. Uh, that 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 combo, uh, Quiet Storm, super seventies R and B throwback, couldn't be more up my alley. So I've really enjoyed that. Leave the door open is is the track uh, that I remember most from them. And then uh, finally, um, uh, my wife actually turned me on to uh, to Bleachers uh, and their song uh, Chinatown with Bruce Springsteen um, has been rattling in my head ever since I heard it uh, for the first time earlier this year. So so that, that that's my uh, kind of smattering of, of new and new to me from 2021. Was there a new Bleachers album this year? I believe so. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm really out of it. I used to be really into them. Nice. Uh, well, what have you been listening to this year, Blake? Well, I feel like an idiot. My, You thought 2020 was bad, folks. 2021 was somehow worse. My musical intake was pathetic. Just going through this stuff, I'm like, I mean... Last year, uh, first of all, it feels like we just did this, so <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Last year, I was a, I had like I listened to more than ten records. This year, I listened to a lot of older records and a lot of stuff to prepare for podcasts. I think I'm I listened to five new albums from 2021. So absolutely embarrassing. But I did come up with a top ten list of songs, and many of them are are repeat. Uh, on the same artist from the same album because as I said I listened to about five new albums this year maybe more than five but some of them not that many times how many albums um, did Billie Eilish put out this year I mean that's that's got to be a few for you right three no that she was, put out one um, I was trying to make fun of you there but it didn't yeah, work yeah sorry <laughs> she's she's on it swing um, and a miss swing and a miss I speaking of that I I didn't listen to any men don't ask not interested <laughs> Uh, I, I listened to male music from the past, but not I didn't none of the new stuff this year. I, I don't know why. Anyway, so I narrowed it down to ten. It was, it was, it was difficult, and these are not in any order. But uh, songs, two songs by Halsey. I'm not a woman. I'm a god. 
and Easier Than Lying, both from her um, really great Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross produced album called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. Three songs by Olivia Rodrigo, who had one of my favorite albums of the year called Sour. Uh, The songs are Brutal, Good For You, and Driver's License. A song by Billie Eilish from her second album that came out this year called Your Power. Um, I almost forgot about this album because it came out toward the beginning of 2021, but Haley Williams, the song called My Limb, which I put Mm, on my Halloween mix just recently. Loved that song. Um, Taylor Swift, All Too Well, 10-minute version. Um, And I almost didn't count this because it's it's... Sort of like a remake of an older song from 2012, but in reality, I, th- I thought it was going to be just an extended version of, a, of, an exi- of an existing song. It's it's a 10-minute entirely like from the ground up recreation with new lyrics, new instrumental stuff, a lot of interesting stuff going on, way better than I, uh, than I expected it to be, better than it had any business being this 10-minute this pop song. Um the song Be Sweet by Japanese Breakfast. Hmm. Uh, surprise breakout hit. And then finally, I liked the um, the album, the debut LP by Girl in Red. I landed on the song called You Stupid Bitch. <laughs> uh, it, trust me, it, it it's a really great song. I wanted to give honor, honorable mentions to two singles by Kim Petras. She didn't have an album, but she had singles. They're called Coconuts and another one called Future Starts Now. I, I think I have a best song of 2021 okay. for me. Was it one of the ones you it, just mentioned or are yeah, you yeah. bringing a new I, one? I think, okay. I think one of the, I, I didn't order them in any way, but I think my favorite song of 2021 is called Your Power by Billie Eilish. Um I heard it, of course, before I ever heard the album. It's the first single. Uh, it's it's not a banger. It's just one of the more beautiful songs I've ever heard, um, and it's awesome. I I don't. I it's hard to explain why why I love it so much. But yeah, listen to your power. Yeah, that album is good. That album is very good for sure. I'm glad you think so. I'm not entirely sure if I like it better than the first album, but I know there are many songs that I like on it. Mm-hmm. There's, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that Halsey's album, by the way, or Halsey album, I gotta say, it's almost like they they created a, an album in a lab just for for you, Blake. Like, yeah, I can't it really think was of a like <laughs> under a microscope petri dish, <laughs> you know, weird bizarro like, science experiment. Can, I, for I me. don't I don't know if another album will come out in the future. I mean, yeah. maybe if like Trent Reznor works with Billie Eilish or something something like that. That yeah, would be I, more up yeah. your alley. But it's. It's it's definitely a Blake album for sure. Yeah, the door the door is open for yeah. for more bizarro things like that now. Cool. Well, uh, Logan, what you been listening to in this uh, journey around the sun this year? <laughs> um, I also didn't listen to a ton of albums. I'm just I don't know. I'm not really focused in on it. I, I don't do it consciously, but I only had a handful that that kind of stuck out to me. One that I picked up, or well, I haven't picked it up yet, but I, I just put it on my streaming service on YouTube Music, uh, is that new Idols album, and mm-hmm. uh, Crawl, is that right? Crawler. Crawler. That's uh, But there's a song called Crawl on there, right? Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Yes. And that, 
that song really stuck out to me, the, the song Crawl. Um, mm. I enjoyed it. I also liked that first track that you had mentioned. Uh, the MTT, whatever. It's like a long number yeah. thing. It was pretty subdued, but it was it was definitely kind of creepy. So yeah, that was definitely an album that I uh, I I did enjoy, but kind of got into late in 2021. But I started 2021 with Weezer's OK Human, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Mm. So most of the most of which I've I've mentioned on the pod throughout the the past year. But I was a big fan of Weezer's OK Human, and then I I think I got I was into Volta. So I was really excited for the, I'm counting it as new music for 2021 is landscape tantrums. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big, big thing for me that I, I remember listening to and anticipating. Also, Zombie released an EP called Liquid Crystal that I was, of course, ready and, and willing to hear and enjoyed very much. Um, also, Blake had mentioned uh, Halsey. Uh, if I can't have love, I want power. Uh, I think a song that really stuck out to me uh, was "Girl Is a Gun." Oh yeah, um, good one. And then the I don't remember that that one track that sounded very Nine Inch Nails. That was a good one too. Um, a lot of them. Yeah, but the one that sounded more aggressive, like the most aggressive, maybe one. easier than lying. Yeah, I think one. that's it. Um, I also got into a band called the mask of the phantasm and their album, new axial age, um, very progressive rock, uh, female singer. I, I, I don't know. Just check it out. It's cool. Um, I also liked that corn song that came out, uh, start the healing. I thought that was mm. pretty good. Um, but I did do a, uh, a top 10. Oh, also Van Weezer. I had to, that one came out too, I guess. So. Do you do you prefer Van Weezer over OK Human? Because there were two uh, Weezer albums this year. Yeah, I I think overall, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think OK Human was probably a more interesting album. Yeah. Um, and one that will probably last and age better. Yeah. Um, but I think I liked a lot of the stuff on Van Weezer too. So I included. Grapes of Wrath. I'll just tell you my top ten. Yeah, yeah. Go no, for your top ten. No, no particular order. Yeah. Uh, Idols crawl like a wraith by uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Weezer. Grapes of Wrath. A big album for me that I didn't mention, but is probably my number one is Danny Elfman's uh, oh. album uh, Big Mess. But I picked the song Better Times, and then I mentioned uh, Mars Volta. So I did Inertiatic. ESP, and then I had to finish my top 10 with t- their version of Televators because it was so good. So I double dipped on them. Halsey, Girl is a Gun, Corn, Start the Healing, Weezer, Beginning of the End, and Zombie, Black Forest. So that nice. was, those were my top 10 songs. I, I got to say, by the way, I, I think I agree with you in that OK Human, the first Weezer album that came out this year, the song craft is better. But when it comes to the sound of it, the Van Weezer sound is more like, you know, it's more rocking. It's more up alley. Like the other one's all the strings and everything. And it just, I don't know. I think, I wish there was a way to combine the two into <laughs> one solid album. Van, okay, Van, okay, Weezer. I don't know what to call it. 
Uh, well, I actually have quite a few repeats on my list of 2021 music here uh, from you guys. Um, ah. So I, I like you guys did top 10 songs. I, I never feel like I, I listen to enough albums to really warrant a selection process, you know. Uh, but when it comes to songs, I, I definitely feel like, okay, I've listened to enough songs that I can say these are the 10 that I really think I, I liked the most this year. Also, no particular order. Uh, so first up, I've got a album, uh, a song off an album that I did buy, which was the new Citizen album, uh, Life in a Glass World, the song I Want to Kill You. Uh, there's a few songs on there I could have chosen. Uh, that one just grabbed me first. It was the single. Um, I, of course, put a song from this album on, on my Halloween mix this year with uh, Death Dance Approximately. Just uh, a, a really good, solid album and and song. Uh, with I Want to Kill You that I liked quite a bit, sort of bringing back that early 2000s dance rock, but with some of that more uh, emo revival flair, I guess, of, of like your your Joyce Manners and such uh, modern baseballs. Uh, also put Grapes of Wrath on my list, Logan from Weezer. Uh, just such a catchy earworm of a song. Uh, like Like most Weezer songs, Kind of dumb lyrics, <laughs> but such <laughs> a earworm. Uh, just so bouncy, you know? I, I, bought, I bought the Idols album. I mentioned that last pregame. I put the song Beachland Ballroom from Idols on there. Just I, ad I adore that song. The piano part in it, and just it really took a while to grow on me, but once it grew on me, like it's, it's a permanent fixture on me now, I guess. Uh, I, I just I do enjoy Beachland Ballroom by Idols from their new album quite a bit. Uh, another one that I tried to get Blake into unsuccessfully, but I, oh. I loved this year is the new Illuminati hotties. Uh, <laughs> I specifically went with the song pool, pool hopping mainly because of how many times I listened to it this summer with my kids. Uh, it's just such a poppy kind of jam, but they have another song called uh, regarding capitalism, something like that. That's really good as well. Like the title. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a little more dour than pool hopping. Uh, one's really <laughs> one's a really fun bouncy song about like pool hopping, and the other one's about working a dead end, you know, capitalist <laughs> job. Uh, I also had Japanese breakfast, Blake, like you with B Sweet. Right. There we go. That was a good one. I I really meant to pick that album up, but every time I went looking for it, I couldn't find it in the stores. It was. Uh, in physical form, it was in uh, hard to come by. So we had to pre-order. You did. It was out of print on vinyl. I think it's still out of print. Occasionally, it pops back in. Okay, one that's going to be kind of a left field because I haven't mentioned this band at all, and it's definitely a band that if you're the uh, over forty wine mom crowd, you'd be into. <laughs> uh, but I really think they're very talented musicians, and I enjoy them quite a bit. And that's Lake Street Dive. Uh, and their song Hypotheticals that came out this year, just a throwback 70s smooth AM radio kind of jam. Uh, yeah, I Lake Street Dive is a do you guys know them at all? Have you heard of no, Lake Street nope, Dive? I think so. I've not heard of them. Well, you're not wine moms, so it makes sense. You don't, you don't drive a minivan <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, to pick up your kids for soccer. Uh, it's they're a, a, a quartet, I guess now a quintet who all went to um, Berkeley School of Music together and then did kind of a jazzy Ooh, Berkeley. 
po- post college did a jazzy kind of thing. One's an upright bass player. One does like kind of just a minimal drum kit. But their song hypothetical is really good. Check it out. Um, next up, I got Pine Grove, the band Pine Grove with the song Orange, which I highly suggest everybody check out. I think Matt, I texted you this one. Uh, it, you you called it a Death Cab for Pedro or something. You thought it kind of okay, sounded like yes. <laughs> a mixture of Death Cab for Cutie and Pedro the Lion, which I could I can see that. Uh, I really really like this song. Pine Grove is a band that. You know, like Halsey's album was tailor made for Blake. Mm-hmm. Pine Grove should be tailor made for me because they have elements that are kind of alt countryist, but also elements that are kind of emo. This never really hit me anywhere in the sweet spot other than this song. This song that they put out this year called Orange uh, really just hit a sweet spot for me. I listened to it so many times. Uh, it's it's kind of a downer. It's about climate change, but it's a good song. Uh, Sleigh Bells. Sleigh Bell's first single from their new album this year, Locust Laced. Oh. I just, oh, man, love it. Uh, I know, Blake, you, you're you into Sleigh Bell's. You, you listen to, didn't you, somebody talked about Sleigh Bell's recently. I think, Logan, you talked about yeah. Sleigh Bell's recently too, right? I put them on my you mix. Put them on his... I still need to hear this new album, though. Yeah, and then, Logan, when did you talk about Sleigh Bell's? What was well, it, it was just in reference to uh, the mix that, you know, on okay. Blake. Yeah, uh, they put out a new album this year, and I really uh, latched onto the first single from it, Locust Laced. The video was pretty good, too. It's them kind of dressed up in, like, Old West gear, like they're on a, like, uh, what's that show? Uh, oh, what was the old Bonanza. Country? No, what was the old country western sh- music show? Uh, the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> How do you do That's not what I'm thinking of, but I'll with it. Uh, hee-haw! Like they're on hee-haw. hee-haw. Uh, okay, that's but, bizarre. But, you know, play in their, their weird metal riffs and with their cheerleader chants. And, yeah, Locust Lace. <laughs> Check it out. Um, then another one that I picked up, the album by this band, and this band had a, a friggin' hot year, uh, but Turnstile, uh, which Been is hearing a, about that. Turnstile, yeah. they're Man, they're picking up momentum. They're another kind of from that hardcore emo kind of scene actually have some connections to citizen. Uh, the guy in citizen that plays guitar who's from Springfield, Missouri is, uh, did some videos for turnstile, some music videos as well. Uh, their song holiday though, check that out. Turnstile holiday. It's, it's, it's a bop. And then lastly, uh, still kind of on the emo rock tip here. There's a, a, I think it's a, DJ or person called User X. I've never listened to anything by them before, but they put out a song this year featuring Manchester Orchestra, which is a really good Ooh. kind of uh, more emo outfit. The song's called Head Sick, and it, it definitely scratched that itch of old Manchester for me. I listened to other User X, and it sounded nothing like this song. So I don't know what's going on, but User X featuring Manchester Orchestra, the song Head Sick, it, it was definitely worth my time this year. So that's my top 10 uh, list of songs, and, and that puts a pin in 2021. Yay, fireworks. year. Yeah, so we we look forward to 2022 and hope you'll continue to listen. I bet it's 50-50. Well, we hope you continue to listen with us as we head into some new and exciting realms to celebrate the new year. 
our next episode, we'll be kicking off our new series on those pioneers of raw funk whose debut album asked both what is soul and mommy, what's a funkadelic? <laughs> the one and only funkadelic. So join us next week when we go headfirst into the early years of George Clinton's Gang of Misfits, Funkadelic. Thanks for listening.